Before we start with today's message, I wanted to let you know that your time with God doesn't have to end when this devotion does. Oh, it's Pastor Mike, by the way. <laughs> if you still find yourself wanting more great resources that take you deep into God's Word and deeper into the faith that you want, just visit us at timeofgrace.org. However you learn best, I bet we've got something for you. From our sermons, to our video devotions, to written devotions, to books, to blogs, and, of course, to more podcasts. One more time, just visit timeofgrace.org. I'll see you there. We live in a world where every attempt is made to stop evil dead in its tracks as swiftly and as decisively as possible. And one reason that's given for why we should do that is so that we keep that evil thing from becoming normalized. The idea is that the first time somebody does something evil, it might be easy for everyone to recognize it as sort of the outrageous and unacceptable thing that it is. But if that person's allowed to do it over and over again without getting punished, then eventually it just becomes the new normal. Seems to make sense. The problem is that's not exactly how evil works. This week we're talking about this small but important book in the Bible known as Habakkuk. It's a book where God helps Habakkuk and us understand how he deals with evil in our world. And one of the ways that God does that is that he helps us understand how evil works. And he does that by comparing evil to wine. Of course, in and of itself, wine is not evil. Drinking wine is not evil. But of course, wine can very easily be abused. And the thing about wine is that the more you drink, the more you want to drink. The more you abuse wine, the less you are satisfied by the wine. The other thing about wine is that the consequences for abusing wine are found in the very same bottle as the wine itself. If you abuse wine by drinking way too much of it, you don't exactly need some external force to administer some punishment for what you've done. Of course, that very well may happen. But even if it doesn't, the consequences for abusing wine are administered by the wine itself. And it's really for both of those reasons that God says to Habakkuk that wine betrays the one who abuses it. Now, God wants us to know that evil works exactly the same way. Evil behavior never really normalizes because evil is never satisfied. The more evil runs wild, the more evil wants to run even wilder. In fact, here's what God says about the evildoer. He says, he is arrogant and never at rest, because he is as greedy as the grave, and like death, is never satisfied. Evil is also like wine, in that evil delivers its own consequences. Right after that verse, goes, God goes on to pronounce a series of woes, or a series of curses, against evil. And in every curse, the punishment that God describes for evil is delivered by evil itself. So, for example, if someone gets ahead by taking advantage of other people along the way, all that person is doing is making a long list of enemies who are just waiting for their chance at payback. If evil allows someone to build or to buy things on a massive scale, those possessions end up being nothing more than a monument to just how evil that person really was. If an evil person exposes or takes advantage of someone who's vulnerable in a very personal and very private way, 
then the shame that that evil person brings on themselves is just all the greater once they are inevitably caught. It seems to make sense for us to want to stop evil dead in its tracks, for us to do everything that we can to keep evil from taking one more step forward. But it's also very important for us to understand how evil works. Trying to stop evil dead in its tracks in a lot of ways is, trying to, is like trying to stop an opponent in the game of soccer who is determined to score in their own goal. It's like trying to stop an opponent in the game of basketball who is just determined to shoot the ball into their own basket. Very often, evil is its own worst enemy. And so sometimes the best way to stop evil is to actually get out of its way. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, when we are concerned and troubled by the evil we see in our world, remind us that evil is its own worst enemy. Keep us from falling into evil's vicious cycle and use us to extend your saving arm to those who are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.